0: Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here's Dan Black.
1: Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Training Unleashed. I am Dan Black. I am back on the show from episode number five, and uh, in an unusual twist of events, we don't have a host, we just have three participants here. Uh, we've got myself uh, as uh, MCI guess, and participant, and then two other total teammates, Joshua De La Vega and Adria Myers. Josh, say hello.
2: Hi, Dan. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Josh, thanks for
1: joining Adria.
3: Hi, thanks for having me today. Super excited.
1: Yeah, super excited that you all are here because we had this amazing curveball sent to us uh, a couple months back when we were out at one of our conferences. And I'll set this up for our audience, folks. Um, We do a rapid curriculum design event for a lot of individuals, and and typically here uh, in the United States, so language is really never an issue, or or we normally have just the normal challenges of language. Uh, We were talking to a gentleman who essentially runs the the yogurt king company of South America and wanted to develop curriculum training as he's expanding into different South American countries and uh, really excited about the rapid curriculum design event, what it could do for his organization. We're chatting, things are moving right along. And then all of a sudden, boom, he says, Oh, and by the way, all of our subject matter experts and participants in the event, business matter experts and leadership and key stakeholders none of them speak English. So I think uh, Adrian and Josh would probably agree. This is where uh, most organizations would be like, wow, um, I guess you're out of luck (laughs) because uh, we don't know how to deliver this. But uh, being the type of organization that Tortle is, uh, we we started to ask ourselves those three questions. How might we? Uh, What are we trying to accomplish? How might we get it done? And, And then what else? Um, so ultimately, the what we were trying to accomplish was was pretty clear. And, and how might we deliver it in Spanish was the first question I asked uh, myself. So we started to look at Tortal as an organization. And here's where I'm going to loop Josh, Joshua into the conversation. Um, Joshua, why don't you tell
2: everybody what you do here uh, for Tortal? I am mostly involved with Tortal doing IT work. Uh, just supporting the technology that powers our company. So I was very excited to embark into the world of learning strategy when you mentioned there was this challenge.
1: Well, thanks for that, Joshua. And he's being modest. He is uh, the guru behind everything that happens on your screen, whether you're interacting uh, with uh, one of the websites or or a learning management platform. So he he is all things IT. Uh, How many times had you facilitated rapid curriculum design uh, prior to volunteering to get involved in this
2: effort? <laughs> They're not much of a guru, but yeah, I had not been involved in facilitating a learning strategy or a curriculum design workshop at all. This was my first time.
1: And it's important to know for our audience Joshua, what's your native
2: language? Uh, my mother language is Spanish. So, wow. yeah, I do understand it, I speak it, I write it. But, uh, it, it, you know, all that I've done has been in English so far for these lessons. Fifteen
1: years. Yeah, wow. So um, Joshua is the go-to uh, resource for Spanish, but not necessarily an expert in, in the process of rapid curriculum design or facilitation. And then, uh, Adria, you joined the team uh, in the midst of my conversations with Josh and trying to figure out how we might help our friends uh, in South America out get through this event. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about how you got involved?
3: So I was actually uh, at your house, Dan, uh, as we were getting everything with my new uh, PC set up, getting me ready to go. I was being onboarded with Tortle. And I think we were just getting to know each other a little better. And it came up that I was fluent in Spanish. And that's when you jumped out of your seat and said, wait, what? (laughs) You know Spanish and you know learning and you work for the company? This is amazing. We don't need to hire outside translators. How cool would it be to bring an expert in learning and to do the training because you're already familiar with the language um, of learning and the language of Spanish. Um, and what
1: at what department do you work for here, Here, Adria? We've got so Joshua with learning. learning Technologies.
3: Yep, so Learning Technology for Josh, and then I'm in Learning Development. I'm an instructional designer. So I usually... Um, i way further in the process, way after all of this has happened, and I'm actually developing the curriculum.
1: So we have an IT guru who speaks Spanish. We've got uh, an instructional designer. who. And, and how many curriculum design events had you seen or participated in prior to, prior to our journey here? Zero. That's a, that's a zero, exactly. So we had this challenge. We, we had the language, and, and now we had to uh, get you all both uh, through the process so so Josh, being the furthest away um, from this I, I, or I, I would say having to take the longest journey from your natural skill set to the skill that the, the task you were about to perform, t- tell our audience a little bit about what that journey was like, what was done to prepare you, and then what what you did to prepare yourself because I think there 's some great insight our folks can use
2: yeah well that 's a great question Dan so um initially my thoughts um, were around supporting a team where by performing translation only uh, I knew Spanish the team needed the Spanish I thought I could help with translation however as we went along as as uh, we had our meetings our, as we debriefed on what was needed uh, the task included actually facilitating uh, curriculum design which was something that I had not done before so, as you can imagine, a lot more thoughts came to mind. A lot more challenges came to mind. Um, mostly concerned around the fact that the process needed to be well understood by myself uh, from a strategic mindset. I also thought about how to best communicate this to our a new audience um, in the Spanish language. And looking for the terms to use correctly in Spanish, translating them from the English. So. There were a lot of things going on in my mind, a lot of uh, things that needed to be planned out. Mostly, uh, as I said before, involved with understanding the process for myself first, that I could apply it
1: later. Um, But but now, it it's largely a facilitation role, Um, and uh, I'm sure our audience is smiling just a little bit right now with their stereotypical view of it guy all of a sudden being thrown into a facilitation role. Did that, did that scare you a little bit
2: or? Of course. Yes, definitely. I was very scared about something being misunderstood um, and how the process would work, how to bring the audience back on track on the strategy side of things that we needed to do. Fortunately, you were there. Adrian was there. Crystal was there to, uh, just to brief and give guidance around fine tuning a plan on how we would uh, attempt each topic that we, we would discuss. So, it, um, having your guidance was definitely a game changer on what was going to be done.
1: Well, uh, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, we worked a lot, we prepped for a lot of different hours, and uh, you were very attentive. Adria, you were new to the organization, you spoke Spanish. Um, Normally in the instructional design, what, for you personally, and, and being a person who, you know, understands transferring knowledge and getting folks up to speed, what, what were the key things that you knew you needed to have happen in order to set yourself up for success in this environment?
3: Um, so coming from a training and facilitation background, um, but not really being in that seat, Josh was being put in that seat. Um, him and I worked together a lot on prep just we we want to make sure we were well prepared because that's you know in facilitation any training I would always conduct that's where about 80 percent of my work was in the preparation Um, so Josh and I held uh, obviously we had meetings with you um, for you to educate us on the process but him and I had separate meetings as well so that we as a team would be prepared for whatever came our way Um, that's when Josh and I decided the best way to translate so that the participants knew what was happening, and also you and Crystal knew what was happening from a Spanish and English perspective, is that Josh would do all of the Spanish speaking um, and translation in that form, and I would do all the English speaking to you and Crystal, um, and because it's a lot easier and faster than trying to switch back and forth between two languages. Um, and you know, we had a set time frame, so that was like. For example, one of our worries that because of the translation, two days for the workshop wouldn't be enough. But, you know, we were able to figure out a plan and we made that work.
1: We did. It was, um, it, it really... It, I think it came off, and I'm hesitant to say this, but I think it came off better than anybody expected. And for, and for our audience, you should know Crystal Ramey, who is the VP of Learning Development here at Tortal uh, and is typically a participant in rapid curriculum design events normally, uh, also joined us. So we had two fluent Spanish folks, not fluent in the process, uh, but that we had to get up to speed in, uh, was it 45 days um, on a process that um, – uh, it, it, typically, our, someone on our team takes six or seven months to learn um, and gets to participate in four or five before they're expected to facilitate. Uh, which you all challenged me too, because uh, the nature of how we do this and in, in our organization, we hadn't necessarily created the assets. We would for one of our clients, so participants guides to make sure that the participants, uh, you know, know what's going through the ex- what exercises they're going to be going through, but then also facilitator guides uh, to make sure the facilitator has everything set up and that they're prepared how to set up every exercise, and then also questions that they can ask and desired end results out of every exercise. So we actually had to create those assets ourselves in a very short period of time, and then also have them translated into Spanish for our
0: participants. We're so glad you're listening to this episode of Training Unleashed, brought to you by Tortal Training. The difference between Tortal Training and other online training companies is we're primarily a training company with technology, rather than a technology company that does training. Want to find out more? Just go to Tortal.net. That's T-O-R-T-A-L, Tortal.net. Let's fast
1: forward now that we've gone through and, and for this team, you've, you've heard about the, the space learning. So we were walking Adria and Josh through various segments of a rapid curriculum design event and doing some practice and some role play. Uh, they also had the opportunity to dial in uh, via Zoom because they were both, uh, we were remote when we were performing this and listened to an English version uh, once or twice. Joshua, did you get twice? I can't remember. Adria got once. Yeah, we did it once, Dan. We did it that's once. That's right. With, um, mm-hmm. So, got to see an implementation once, and, and take your notes on that. And uh, and then we all all got on a plane and and traveled all the way south of the equator. And uh, Josh was a great host down there. Uh, that's an entirely different podcast. But but let's get to the event. We're we're there. We're with this organization. Um, Everybody speaking Spanish. For the first time, I am understanding what uh, challenges non-English speakers are going through here in the United States. So certainly a, um, a, a new level of empathy that I brought in, and, and my Spanish even uh, got slightly better. But uh, Joshua and Adria, we get there. We're day one of the event. You know, what's, what's top of mind for you? What do you think um, really worked well?
2: I think top of mind for me, Dan, was just making sure that the whole process we had discussed before was correctly assembled. Just making sure that, as Adrian mentioned, the consecutive translation and the simultaneous translation um, were going to work correctly. Just making sure that logistically, we were set up in the correct spaces where we would not interfere with what the audience was saying, but at the same time, we would be part of that audience to answer any questions. Um,
1: now, Josh, yeah. I'm going to interrupt you for a second because we had this conversation beforehand. It, you know, Obviously, th- we're going to have some cultural differences, mm-hmm. uh, or at least that we, we, we thought we might. And there was one thing that you were you were concerned about, um, especially with the culture that we were entering into, and it, and it had everything to do with credibility. Can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Oh, for sure. Yes, credibility is uh, something big, because we did not want to come in and say um, we were just learning on how to facilitate a curriculum design. On the other hand, we wanted to express that we are the facilitators, but at the same time, we're bringing in the experts with us to the meeting. Uh, Culturally, that was very important because people tend to follow um, those subject matter experts more than people that would be just learning a new task or a new strategic uh, endeavor. So that was important culturally, also because we had a different type of meeting in which a translation was involved. We wanted to make sure that there were no misunderstandings around what was to be done and that the experts were in the room with us um, and that we were the facilitators as well. So we did not want to communicate at any level that we did not know the subject that we were talking about at any point. That's very interesting.
1: And so uh, for our audience painting the picture, we have our, our um, customer who's you know hired us to do this job. We've got Joshua who has worked very hard to become a facilitator. Adria who works really hard um, to become familiar with the process and, and his linguistic support. But then also Adria is our key communicator. So she is the one who's whispering in our ear everything that's, that's going down. Um, uh, through Josh's conversations to make sure that um, we're, we're getting a good sense that the conversation is moving forward. So Adria, uh, I, I wouldn't say that uh, you you weren't necessarily one of the pips. you were almost like Gladys and Gladys Knight too. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're Gladys in the background, you know what are the what, what, what were you doing that you found was um, you know helping us succeed in this space?
3: Um, so for me, um, my, my main goal was to try to get as familiar with specific words as possible because one conversation, conversation that Josh and I had uh, on a few occasions was um, the Spanish I learned was not in Ecuador. The Spanish I learned was um, in Mexico. And there were there's there's a lot of differences. Really in every Spanish speaking country, there you're gonna find different words, different accents, um, things that may mean nothing in one language and might be something really vulgar in another. It's like
1: y'all in the south and use guys up north, right. Yeah. Right, right.
3: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So um so that was one thing that Josh and I, there were certain keywords that uh like task and matrix and you know different Keywords words that we knew we were going to have to use. It's like, all right, what Spanish word are we going to choose for this? So you and I know what we're talking about. And uh, I even yeah.
1: remember Josh, we were having this conversation where um, all three of us were talking about the use of uh, a, a word that we use in, in English, a criticality. And there was no translation. But, so we had to, we had to come up with something entirely different to, to call it in Spanish.
2: That's correct. Yeah. Uh, criticality it's a tough word in Spanish, right? Because you you cannot say it with one word. You have to have a term or a combination, of yeah, words, it's a few words, build up a phrase for it. Uh, so yeah, that's an example of what of what we needed to do to make sure that our audience understood what we were trying to. Yeah. Convey. So
1: we're not only translating, but we're also you know localizing, which is so important. You know, yes. not just the same words. It's it's making sure that the intent and the meaning is there.
3: Yeah, that's and, and true. So,
1: Adria, and she does this magnificent job, Adria, where she's listening and she's listening and she's asking Josh's questions because she's his extra set of eyes and ears because there's a lot, Josh, going on, if I'm sure you can agree now, as a facilitator. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And so Adria is supporting him through questions. But then, Adria, talk to me a little bit about literally having to listen, hear, speak, in Spanish and then be able to turn around and relate that information almost instantaneously into a different language to Um, other people who are staring wide-eyed at the conversation.
3: Yes. Yeah. Everyone's watching what we're doing. I'm trying not to be a distraction to what Josh is doing, trying not to be a distraction for the learning process that's going on in the activities, but at the same time, keeping – you and Crystal in the loop the entire time in case you need to interject so we don't have to go backwards. Um, So it took me a good hour or so to really get into the flow. Um, I think during the first couple exercises, I just like wrote wrote notes, wrote notes, wrote notes. And then I would tell you when there was like a little pause, okay, this is what this says. And this is what this says um, because I didn't want to miss anything important as I was speaking to you. Um, and I think a couple of times that happened, and that's why I think it was so awesome to have, you know, this tag team that Josh and I had, because after each exercise, we did, I feel, an amazing job debriefing to make sure we all got the same message. Um, but it was definitely a challenge. I did get It did get easier, right, as, as the workshop went on. Uh, but there was one participant in particular that I had a really big challenge with. Um, and I, and I think Josh, can agree. yes, uh, just because, well, number one, it was a little loud, right in the space we were in, there was an echo, we weren't sitting right next to them. You know, we were like several feet away and there was one participant in particular that fast. spoke so fast, <laughs> so, so, so fast. And I was like, okay, I caught half of that.
1: Right. And so, I mean, challenges that happen when everybody in the room speaks the same language. Uh, mm-hmm. Just is probably exacerbated by the fact that we're dealing with multiple languages. Uh, right. I think from Crystal and I's perspective, uh, halfway through the day, we started to get a feel for everybody's nonverbals and, and being in a communication space, you're amazed at how much nonverbal communicates when you can't understand a word that's coming out of the individual's mouth. You get a feel for what they're saying. Um, and so that was, that was an interesting learning by osmosis. I
3: think for me, that was one of the most amazing things for me to watch because um, there was an activity going on. There was one participant who you noticed her body language and you noticed that she was she was wanting to say something but wasn't speaking up. And you didn't say anything to me. You didn't say anything to Josh. You said something to that young woman and said, hey, you, I know you want to say something speak up. And she did. And it was great. And I'm like, go, Dan.
1: Well, I, I did have Google Translate on my computer. So I put her name in and asked, do you have something to say? And, and so I did my best not to murder uh, that particular, the phonetics in, in, in Spanish. <laughs> um, so the day goes through. We have these two days, uh, you know, from an external perspective, uh, I, I I was really pleased. I mean, first of all, with y'all, and the dedication that you put towards this particular effort. But maybe I'll ask, you know, Joshua, you're, you're back now in an IT environment. Um, we've already talked about the next time we get to do this in a, in a Spanish speaking country. So you can be a part of it. But what, what did you learn from this and, and what do you take back and, and what do you employ
2: oh, wow, in, in a totally
1: separate environment? Yeah,
2: there's definitely so many things that you learn. Um, I actually think that on a facilitator-to-student type learning environment or scenario, the facilitator learns the most. Um, There, there are are a lot of things you learn. I I do want to step back a bit and say what Avia was talking about the translation first, and it. I can't tell you enough how easy and made for her to be simultaneous doing simultaneous translation for you, while I was doing consecutive translation. One of the things you got to keep in mind is that your brain, uh, when you put the brain to work in one language, is hard enough to switch into a different language on the spot. So just having not to go back and translate uh, into English um, was great because I could identify and just be in the same page with our audience. I think that also made the audience um, more comfortable to know that they could freely ask their questions and they would get an answer from me in Spanish while Adria was doing all this B work, right? This this, this a small work of just doing the simultaneous translation with you and Crystal. So I just wanted to uh, touch on that point first to say how, how that made it so much easier for the facilitator. Um, yeah. Second of all, to answer your question, um, wow. Now that I'm back in the IT trenches, right, I I have the knowledge firsthand of what happens in the front lines. Uh, it's just amazing to see those wow moments for the audience, uh, just amazing to see how the process works, how they identify their critical points in training, and how training actually will make them fit better, uh, each one of the participants, into their places in the company. So. That's what I take with me now. Now that I'm back in the trenches, I see how I can support the company better as uh, the learning strategy team uh, with you and, and the rest of folks uh, with us uh, just go out and do these curriculum designs. So it, it has been a great experience.
0: Training Unleashed is brought to you by Total Training, specializing in e-learning and interactive online training solutions for corporate government, nonprofit and franchise organizations. Tortle makes effective training easier. Just go to tortle.net to gain access to real-world tools that can make a difference. That's tortle.net. T O R T A L. tortle.net.
1: Adriat, the person who is, is the builder, right? You know, mm-hmm. if, if Joshua is out there building the technologies to support all of this, yes. and, but you're actually putting the information together, you know, being a part of this event in this different type of environment, what were, what were your big learning moments or aha moments or takeaways?
3: Uh, I would say I just have a whole new respect for number one, the learning strategy team, <laughs> and the fact that you guys hammer out these, Rapid oh, curriculum to no, keep, it
2: coming. keep it oh coming. okay okay. This podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit C sweetradio.com.